0: We live in strange times. Here are two examples. Number one, we have an Indian journalist writing about India in a Pakistani publication. Yes, I'm referring to Mr. Javed Naqvi, who is a journalist, a long standing, very prominent journalist based in Delhi, writing about India in a Pakistani publication called The Dawn. If you go to dawn.com and read some of his articles, you might even be tempted to read the subtle undertones of anti-establishment that all that there is wrong in India and one would imagine there would be furor outrage national debates nation wants to know but guess what (laughs) none of that happened and so isn't that not a great example of how uh, tolerant India is how uh, freedom of expression is maintained and respected. On the other hand, though, before we get too comfortable with the example one, there is the example two. On the other hand, we have an instance of a group of individuals reacting to a Bollywood song where the top actor is wearing a saffron-colored dress. It upset their sanskari code, their culture code, and they claim that it is something so dark and so bad, not the color the impact of the color that it hurts their sentiments and therefore if they don't react to it they will ban the movie and create vandalism violence what have you now is that <laughs> is that uh, an expression of uh, freedom of expression if that is the freedom of expression then where is the tolerance where is the acceptability let's find out ladies and gentlemen boys and girls welcome to the iron man experience to understand this we put to understand the s code or the sanskari code what is the sanskari code very simply put it means the a group of individuals or a group takes it upon themselves to represent the mass opinion or the mass opinion of their society of their region area locality community what have you so they become the voice of the masses and let everybody know that they object to a particular instance issue one often wonders where such protests lie in the larger scheme of things so if you are if you were to ask someone what are the top 10 challenges that India as a country faces in the following decade what do you think the answer would be would it be what costumes that Bollywood stars are wearing or lack of wearing or are there deeper Dhaka problems? Let's find out. Let me begin by giving you a list of 10 problems which can disrupt the way we live life as we know it today. Number one, population control or the lack of it, overpopulation, illiteracy, child labor, unemployment, air sound and water pollution, Women's safety, uh, corruption, poverty, healthcare system, and last but certainly not the least, the education system. All of these, and I'm sure there are more, but th- this is just a slice of life, top of the mind recall. These problem statements that I mentioned, they're already not working well, and they're causing disruption or in the economy in coming in hindrance to how we grow and slowing down the progress and impacting us all in some shape size or form yet we have these groups which rather focus on the sanskari code where they worry about what a bollywood star is wearing you know it's very obvious the Let's address the elephant in the room. I hope that doesn't violate the sanskari code, that expression, address the elephant in the room. If somebody chooses to take offense to it, then I apologize. The question right now I'm asking is, is it necessary for a certain group of people to object to a creative liberty? Can, is it even possible that people object to being upset about somebody wearing a particular colour in their dress or the dress having a particular shade of saffron in this instance and it's not a shade of saffron it's a saffron colored dress yes it is a bikini or a wraparound or whatever you want to call it but the point is this is it wrong to protest is it wrong to express disgust is it wrong to express disappointment the simple answer is no it's a free country you have a right to express your opinion. And there's nothing wrong till it is to that limit that you express your disappointment, you let people know that you did not like this particular example or this particular creative expression. Where it starts to go wrong is when it, it becomes a threat, when it becomes, if you don't do this or else, we will do this. That is where it tilts towards becoming unreasonable that is where it tilts towards becoming violent it becomes a reverse infringement of creative expression people often take the freedom of expression quite literally what i mean by that is freedom of expression is the right way to go but freedom of expression without accountability is a challenge Now when you the moment you say this, it has an equal and opposite reaction, they could also say the right to express disappointment, then that's what we do and there can always be these nefarious elements which they are not us, are some bunch of individuals who create a disruption, but we as as a whole group are representing a larger community. So how can you say that it is not the right thing to protest? now the problem is nobody audits this data like when somebody claims we are representing the voice of the nation now where is the data how many people signed up for it did 10 people say that did 100 people say it? 10 million people say it? you know what we have a billion pe- plus 1.4 billion people to play with <laughs> so <laughs> where is that data which says we are representing 500000 people here is a signed petition that they find it objectionable. Now, that being said, if you do find something very objectionable, don't watch it. Does it not solve the problem easily? That's about it, right? But can you can it basically turn into a potential threat? The answer is no. So then people in India why sh- or the creators in India, why should they be any different? You have a right to protest, you have a right to express your disappointment. Beyond a point, you have to know that the opposite party also has a freedom of expression. They also share the same rights and privileges. So how can it be one person's uh, freedom of expression has to be maintained and the other person's rejected? That is the root cause. That is where the confusion is. That is where I think the law needs to be a little more specific. Even if it is a majoritarian view, for example, if in a community there are 10 people and 7 of them belong to a particular religion and 3 of them from a different religion, if we always follow what the majority says, then we kind of ignore what the minority says. Isn't it? Is that the democracy that we want? Is it the true definition of democracy? Perhaps not. All as per the rules of engagement, as per the Constitution of India, quote-unquote, we are a secular country and so everybody has equal rights and privileges. That's the buzzword, equal. And if you have equal rights and privileges, then even if I disagree with what you have to say, I will have to coexist with you. Yes, I might not like you, but I will still coexist with you. That is something that is missing in the Sanskari Code. Which seems to be saying, well, it's my way or the highway. This is what I want. Now, many of us know and many of us are aware of the real story behind the Sanskari Code. It's a group of individuals probably out there backed by a certain political entity which is trying to make a statement. It could be party in power, it could be somebody in opposition disturbing the law and order in the place, create, trying to get some attention and so on and so forth. While the, it is a bit myopic of them to think that in this day and age of internet and social media and almost the global eyes on being in India they just tend to believe that it's my locality my area my state my region which is watching this and therefore I should make a noise as it turns out the world is watching so unless they want to use the same voice to reach out to the world and attract that kind of attention in which case it becomes counterintuitive to the narrative that India is trying to present to the world. India is trying to present an image to the world that we are an inclusive society. We are a tolerant society and I don't know if that's the right word to use in this day and age but we used to use that word tolerant until a few years earlier. Now I think it is more acceptable or I don't know what the better alternative to tolerant is. Coexist is could be the right word. Peaceful coexistence. And so right now... These kind of messages when they travel and uh, to the rest of the world, there are lots of uh, journalists from across the neighborhood waiting to pick up on something that has gone wrong in the country or there is some uh, flashpoint or there is some ideological differences and that message gets magnified to the worldwide web, to the uh, global media as a completely different story. It gets highlighted in various forums. What it does is, it damages India's reputation globally. Now these small uh, sanskari code groups, they're supposed to be uh, caring about what India is. And if that is the case, if they don't care how India is represented globally, or what the world thinks about India, then there is a disconnect somewhere, isn't it? Look, I know this is a pointless argument. We we know that large part of these protests are farcical in nature largely there are some genuine ones no doubt and within those genuine ones we have a lot of uh, data to back it there are instances where people have researched they have a fact-finding statistic to back up their claim and then they present their point of view that why is it that they have a different or a difference in opinion but that number is very very minuscule very less large part of it is rhetorical large part of it is narrative based large part of it is backed by some agency some set of people or group of individuals trying to create noise or attract attention now in the time and age that we live in across the globe uh, people are weaponizing social media to attract attention for eyeballs to get their point across and sometimes it is for the right cause and sometimes it isn't question to ask the question to think for the people of india is how do you want the world to perceive india how do you want the world to look at you Do you want to look do you want the world to look at you as a confused country do you want the world to look at you as a country which is figuring its story out it's getting its act together we might just want to stay out of it or would you rather have the world believe that this is a country which is set to progress and grow beyond expectations? Here is a country which is set to hit uh, the number one spot uh, sooner than later in terms of economy, in terms of growth, in, in terms of prosperity, in terms of humanity leading the way, showing the world. So, somewhere this macroeconomic picture is missing when these small facets or small factions of society present a very negative image for of the country now one what one might argue that just because we are small just because we have us one issue doesn't mean it is not important well nobody's saying it is not important it is important if it matters to you and i'm being very objective here if an issue bothering you is genuine and you are upset about it. You have a right to let people know, but you do not have a right to become violent. You do not have a right to vandalize property. You do not have a right to threaten people. That's where it goes wrong. To conclude this, India is known for, uh, for its diversity. We have a rich, diverse culture which is almost unprecedented in human history. With such degree of differences, a country coexists largely, peacefully, in one geography. This is fantastic. With you know, a country of one point four billion people, twenty-eight states, sixteen official languages, and I know even that is in contention. Can I call it official? Can I not call it official? But anywho 250 dialects, gods of all religions, religious practices, belief systems, festivals. This is a cultural melting pot. And so it is very natural that somebody's conditioning clashes with some someone else's conditioning. Years of belief systems, years of understanding society, life, art, culture, what have you. And so what? how do we solve for this? Do we have a uniform civil code? Do we have a law which is greater than religion? Do we have a law of the land which everybody has to follow? Is that law inclusive enough? Is that law just for the majority? Or is that inclusive of what the minorities have to say? What is permissible according to the freedom of speech? What is restricted according to the freedom of expression? What all can you say and what all you cannot say? is something which is not defined that is where people misutilize misuse these provisions well that's all the time i had for this episode of the iron man experience love to hear your thoughts views comments suggestions do you think this is right to object everything that happens on the big screen in cinema and art do artists and creators not have a right to express what they want do we always have to follow or get bullied by a set of individuals is there any recourse what is it that you think i'd love to hear your point of view because this information exchange is important for us to know if you are headed in the right direction so Till we meet the next time, you know where to reach me on my social media handles. Hashtag Ionisms. that's A-A-Y-A-N-I-S-M-S on Twitter or Facebook. You can reach me uh, with via a voice message in this episode. There's a link below. And needless to say, do share this with those who'd love to hear something like this. This is a non-rhetorical, non-politically charged, simple, straight talk. if you enjoyed this please do like share and subscribe and if you're so kind please do leave a review on apple or spotify podcasts till we meet the next time stay well stay safe and peace out this is your host iron and you were listening to the iron man experience